magic helps the reality to be better. To be, because at some point we have to live in our reality. We are in a world that is not in a very good place at the moment. And uh, the danger is that uh, we are closing up more and more, uh, looking at a, a small room. And this is uh, a middle age. And uh, for me, the magic is something that has to shine opening the Middle Age and arriving to a new Renaissance. Magic is something that uh, you have to believe. So you can believe in whatever you want, but you have to believe in something. And if this something is magic, it can help. Magic is not a trick. In the southeast of Ireland, a group of dedicated artists come together every year in pursuit of one goal, to create magic. They attempt to dispel winter's darkness with the power of their voices and music alone. They rehearse for long days and nights, for weeks on end, because they respect the fundamental truth of sorcery. Magic doesn't just happen. It is made. I'm Rosetta Cucchi, I am the artistic director of the Wexford Festival Opera, and now we are at the very beginning. We are at the very beginning, when everything can happen. Yeah, still, you know. We are at the fifth day of the factory, is um, still waiting for the artist of the main stage opera. Everything can happen. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to do it in a coaching and see how it goes. Because it's like the nicest area in the world, but also the hardest area in the world, so... Oh, it's so, it's like this... He wrote this when he was 20 as well. And then he went to Hollywood and did... I arrived, uh, yes, uh, around the 20th of August, and I started here to prepare things uh, for, for the arrival of all these uh, human beings. <laughs> that, uh, in a side, they are very excited because, you know, especially the, the students of the factory, is their first year. Three operas are staged in Wexford each year as well as a dizzying number of pocket operas, recitals and concerts. But before this spectacle gets underway, the factory begins, a creative incubator established for a new generation of opera performers. You are William Kyle, no? Yeah. OK. They are really willing uh, to, to know exactly what it's about and uh, they are discovering this is more and more a challenge for them because they have to, you know, to interact with the tutors that are great artists, international artists on every stage in the world and so they have to sing for them. 
But uh, the first thing is uh, to step up on stage, look around, look at the, <laughs> the theater and say, okay, I'm here alone and now I have to show my skills. Okay, Megan. Allora, I want to listen Linda. Okay. Most people will take them a few minutes to kind of settle into that and then you forget about everything else going on like around you. Megan O'Neill, though still a student of music performance, will take the title role in Cinderella, a fourth full-length opera staging this year. But today, she and other factory members are under the tutelage of renowned maestro Ernesto Palacio. Okay, um, now from the beginning, okay? Yeah. Don't start. Ah, tarde. No. Ah, tarde. Troppo. Okay. Yeah. Go in there. Okay. No. What do you say? Yeah, but what does it mean? Um, because I love it. I love it. Yeah. No? Yes. Yeah. No, 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 he picked up on today are things that like I'm working on like right across the board uh, which is why I find this area challenging because it picks up on all of those things um, which is why I put it on my list because I really do want to work in that part of my voice but getting up there and just like doing it in front of everyone and getting all that feedback and it's difficult at times it's just the best way to learn Okay yeah. This is better mm -hmm. Not really And then you like pa 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 also legato something that you must look and we will see again okay great thank you now we we have a list of singers yeah sara lutral is the is the first our festival is a duty really a duty to have uh, an educational part that helps a new career. And this is really deeply important for us to be a family 
So not just a theater, a family that helps their kids to fly. The first year of the factory was my first professional performance. I'd only ever performed via college. My name is Jade Phoenix, and I'm going to be singing the role of Ariele in La Tempesta. The second year of the factory programme, I picked To This We've Come by Minotti, which is a very big aria, very dramatic. So I sang it and I was really, really happy. And then I remember later that day, Rosetta came up to me and said, I have a role for you for next year. So that was just, I, I was buzzing. I was skipping back to my apartment that evening on the phone call to my parents, telling them, ah, look, I'm going to be here next year as a professional. And I, I still can't quite believe it's true. Oh, but it is true. Soon Jade will transform into Prospero's playful genie Ariel in La Tempesta. And this is the play within the play we now follow. La Tempesta will open the 71st Wexford Festival Opera. And as has become this festival's signature, this is the staging of a rare and forgotten opera reclaimed from the pages of time. It's a kind of treasure hunt. <laughs> and uh, at the end of this treasure hunt, you can really find a treasure somewhere, sometimes, like La Tempesta this year. Never been done in modern time. Uh, never been performed, no recording, nothing. Nevertheless, is an opera that is, is beautiful. And you know, Calibano, Prospero, this island uh, is the perfect magic. It's like to be Indiana Jones, you know? <laughs> yes, I enjoy that part, definitely. Then, uh, of course, uh, uh, the, let's say, this part, the rehearsal part, is the part that uh, it's even more exciting. Have you got sash for these tab tracks? It's only black, long black sash. Uh, yeah, but it's skinny sash now. It's not. It's not proper. Is it really skinny? Like yeah. It's coming. It's it's ordered. Today is the first day that everybody's arrived, so it's a bit chaotic. So we're just trying to figure out how we're all going to work together as a team to get everything to function. You know, yeah. like when the scene change is done, we've a limited time. So we just have to make sure everybody knows where they're putting stuff and the order in which it moves. Uh, so it's kind of like a well-oiled machine, you know. So there's there's no way. I, I, I can't move nothing here. Yeah, yeah. We turn around every three days. So behind me, this uh, set's being fitted up. We'll be on stage at La Tempesta until Wednesday night. And then first thing Thursday morning, we turn into La La Rook. And then we have a morning to turn into Armida. What way are, what way are you breaking? My name is Colin Murphy, I'm the production stage manager. The stage and orchestras we would kind of call Hell Week because we do daily turnarounds. Um, and that's when the crew and the technical departments would have to work overnight. So uh, the, the border on 25 can fly out because she doesn't need it on La Tempesta. No, it's for La La Okay. Mario, the border on 25, you can fly out because it's used just for La La Rue. It's very chill. You don't need it for La Tempesta. It's, so, and everyone is, of course, everyone is arriving. All the creative teams are, are only arriving. It's good to have you back. I lost my luggage. Hello, Emma. Hello. Buongiorno. The rest of the world has arrived for the first day of stage rehearsal. 
the director will work through each scene with the singers, explaining his vision, plotting the action. Welcome. I wish you a very good work. La Tempesta will open this festival, so... No pressure. Uh, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. So, we start from the prologue. A storm as reason. This is the story of a man who decides to raise up a storm in order to bring his past into his present. I'm Roberto Catalano, the director of this uh, show. In this staging, uh, our focus is the feeling of Prospero, because inside of him he has a wound that he has to repair. Okay, so we start. The sailors, okay, when we open the curtain, are lying, lying down on the bed, and we have to breathe. Simple, breathe. Suddenly, we see the lights turn on on Prosper. So, Nikolai, when you hear the first uh, forte, I turn on the lights on you. So, the genius are here, and they are waiting for him. He turns on the music. Now we will hear the music. Okay, so I'm Francesco Cellufo, and principal conductor of the Wexford Festival. We are literally starting to build from the very first note of the prologue. And uh, there's a lot of excitement because basically for over 170 years, this note has not been played. There's no recording of the opera, there's not been done by anybody, so it's the first time we actually can hear it outside our, of ourselves. Grazie, maestro. When we sing Tremate o Miseri, yeah? Okay. We start, uh, we, we, ha we are in a still position till this moment. So now... The music inspires some movement on stage and yet that movement that I see inspires me back in a way to see how to conduct that in a more or, or less flexible way. At the end, for us, it will be like it's a repertoire opera because we've grown with it for two months. When we have the phrase of Alonso, so, and the sailors go down, the genius go down with the sailors. Okay, thank you very much. Grazie, maestro. Grazie mille. Okay, okay. So we have uh, Jade, Ariel. When the, the tempest starts with the music, you have to enjoy this, like a <laughs> beautiful movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a real desperation. And for you, it's a, a game. So, and we have to create this opposite. La Tempesta, composed by Fomental Alevi, a grand opera in three acts with a libretto by Eugene Scriba after Shakespeare's play, The Tempest. It was first performed at Her Majesty's Theatre in London in 1850, where it was conducted by Michael Balfe. And like the play, the story this opera tells is of the survivors of a shipwreck. 
the King of Naples, Alonso, and Prospero's treacherous brother, Antonio, are tormented by a storm conjured up by the magician Prospero, with help from his spirit servant, Ariel. It is early October. Stage rehearsals have been running for over three weeks. The corridor is alive with 200 artists, singers and technicians, a discordant symphony of voices and drills and hammers. Their movement through this vast schedule is precisely orchestrated by company manager Nikki Kyo. Yeah. Yeah. The La Tempesta stage and orchestra rehearsals, which are two sessions, two three-hour sessions. The conductor gets to work with all the cast. It's the first time that he actually gets to work with the full cast and the full company actually running the show. This is Cinderella. Uh, two sessions, 11 till 1 and 2 till 5. Um, can we have Deirdre, Megan and Michael, so that's Aaron. We rehearse six operas at the one time, not just one. So it's a bit of a, it's a kind of a game of Tetris every day. So for the whole day. That's a very small call for Cinderella. Four people? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the rest of the cast are frozen at this point. We will see whether unshaven is better. If no, I not, think that... Uh, we will know. Yeah. I think it gives you more... I think it's better than... than more age. Yeah, more, more age. I, I came the 13th of September. So, but I've been here before, like, 12 times. My name is Stefanie Metzner, and I'm head of department, wigs and makeup. You can color it, yeah? You don't get to listen to the type of music uh, anywhere else. We don't do, I don't know, the magic flute for the hundredth time. I mean, I, or Fledermaus, I, I have done that, I guess, 800 times in my life already. So, sometimes, although, you know why it's a rare opera. I will also give you uh, white streaks in your hair. Oh. So I'm bringing it on. Good afternoon, members of the Tempestic no. Company. We will start on stage start. in 30 minutes. That's the minutes. half prior to stage and orchestra. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, everyone. 
welcome back. Uh, let's make sure that everyone can, can see me. Can we have the pit light uh, turned off? Okay. All good. Somebody again, please. Thank you. And now principal conductor Francesco Cilufo takes over. It falls on him to finesse the separate stage and music directions into cohesive accord. So everything is coming together, the, the rehearsal with the singers and the piano, the rehearsal uh, with the director, and then my own orchestral reading of the parts. And so suddenly now everything is happening at once. The orchestra is in the pit. We are putting together for the first time the orchestra and the singers on stage. And we, this is where we take measurement. We see what works, what we thought may have worked in the, in the rehearsal room. But now it's, you know, this is like real life. I always say it's a bit like, you know, in the field uh, for, a, for a surgeon. Like, you know, you have blood splitting around. You can't just sit down and, and do a nice kind of office job. You have to fix and you have to know exactly how to fix. Thank you. No crescendo this last two bar. We just keep it on the piano. Ila, very good, but the the sixth one, the one in sixth. Can you listen? Yes. There is also one accord which I think is I think all the music that sounds more contemporary to us in, in kind of color and feeling, I would say the dark side of it. So, for example, all the scene with Caliban's, all the scene with, uh, uh, I mean, the prologue and the tempest in the prologue, I think is one of the really, really one of the greatest pieces ever because it's incredibly dark and, and disturbing, and yet it's completed from the 19th century. So, it's, a, it's I think it appeals to our sensitivity, uh, sensitivity today. Here we are introduced to the monstrous Calibano, Prospero's dark mirror, and to their mutual loathing. Calibano has been enslaved on the island by Prospero as he imprisoned Calibano's mother, the witch, Sicoracci. At the very sound of Calibano's voice, the air spirits writhe and struggle as if contorted by an invisible, malign magic. Now, slave on the island where he was born a king, he seeks revenge for his master's treatment and vows to Prospero a torment that were equal Calibano's own.
It's early morning in the National Opera House, and our Cinderella, Megan O'Neill, is warming up for rehearsals. I'm going to one of the buildings next door, which is where we've been rehearsing Cinderella. See you later. Outside the Opera House, and we're going to take a little left down here. Um, and there should be people in already. When Cinderella goes out, are you going to be on main stage? Yes, in the world. Yeah, I know. I'm crazy, isn't it? I can't wait. It's amazing. I sometimes think about that. It's just surreal. Of course, you're nurtured in like your. It's a great space to like learn, but like they also put you out there to perform in public on the main stage, which is great. So this is it. You're known as it. Hello. Good morning. How are we doing? So this is all our little set and our props and everything. Inside the band room. Carpenter Martin Wallace is making adjustments to the Cinderella set. The design for the back of the bed is complicated. It looks like a butterfly's wings to me. So I put two sheets together and I cut them out. People say opera in Ireland doesn't have tradition, which it probably doesn't. But the carpentry and the painting and and the music has a tradition. We'd done Tosca in Borgash and my uncle came. My uncle's 75, big trade union head real dub and I, he said to me how much does this cost we're having a pint in the ferryman and I said millions and he said that's a great use of the money there are 30 or 40 young people over there following their dream now they won't end up as opera singers but they'll end up as music teachers and drama teachers and better human beings for going through this so it's you know anyway we're going to get back to this and here's the boss good morning
everything is based on Shakespeare, you know that you're in for something good. There's always something speaking to us, and we all know about grief of losing someone. We all know about you know an, a sudden event. We, we come from after you know we come back after two years of pandemic. We didn't see that coming. There was a storm in itself. And I think what I love about our show is that it really shows how the storm is both outside and inside the character. Just that bar fortissimo, and then the, B, the downbeat of the next bar, and then immediately, mezzo forte, okay, just really without getting to the forte till the very end. 240, over watch one, two. I think still what still needs work sometimes is that to the right balance between orchestra and stage, but that's normally at this point of rehearsal. Okay. Can I just make very sure that when we run the when we run the opera on Thursday, we don't have such a such thing happening. Yeah. Right, to okay. get things done in a very limited amount of time. And, and the main motive, of course, is that it's extremely cost to put, costly to put everything together in rehearsal. So, yes, I'm very aware that we have tonight and then we have another day on Thursday and then that's it. What was not working so well there now that you want to work more on in rehearsals in the, in the next day or so before Thursday? Well, I could tell you, but then I would have to kill you. No. <laughs> Box office and speaking. for the main stage opera. The Wexford Festival Opera is not one event. Across 17 days, it will stage grand operas, galas, lunchtime concerts, and pop-up performances. And so, throughout the National Opera House, are the sounds of other magical conjurings, all at varying stages of readiness. Also taking main stage in the O'Reilly Theatre, operas Lala Rook. and Armida. And downstairs in the Jerome Hines Theatre. Scene four, a whole new opera. Shh. Here, one of the pocket operas, The Master, is being shaped. We have 10 days, I think, until we have our opening. So the big Lego puzzle is coming together. My name is Connor Hanrity and I am the director of The Master. It is written by Colm Tobin based on his novel and the music is by Alberto Caruso, who you heard on the piano. What's amazing is that Colm did it himself. Um, he's kind of joked saying that if somebody else had done such a radical interpretation of it, he might have been scandalised. But he's taken a character who dies in the novel and she has become a ghost who appears in the first scene. And so the whole evening is a conversation between Henry James and this dear departed friend. And they both have questions they're desperately trying to ask each other throughout this evening. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. 
I love this. It's so violent that you all line up with them. And if you sit down in the chair and just go, no, I like to write books. <laughs> what we might do is actually... This is uh, the most important week because uh, it's the week of the pre-dress. Today is the first one. So La Tempesta is the first one. They know that uh, the show has be ready now. This is the last chance to uh, refine the show. So yes, of course, a lot of excitement. Hello. Cast should be all in their costumes right now. We're doing our last minute checks. Everything's in place and we're ready to follow Maestro. We're gonna do a run of act one and then take a pause interval and then do a run of act two and then notes at the end, so yeah. We're excited, we wanna get, we wanna get started, we're ready. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our run-through. Um, our call is actually four hours. Okay, so whatever happens, I'm not going to stop even if I see how the big goes just coming around. And enjoy. Weeks of rehearsal all come down to this now. And Maestro Chilufo must hold everyone's focus, as art is in mastery. The run goes long into this dark winter's night. An energy is palpable on stage and in the pit, a desire for the perfect execution of craft. Um. I just ask everybody, I'm, a, I'm a very aware, we are all very, very tired, believe me, I know. Um, but, bear with us, it's the last real rehearsal we can have, so let's just you know, agree that we are all putting an extra effort here. Okay. First of all, for everybody, letter H of the prologue, after the first chord, we're in fortissimo, absolutely only mezzo forte. Every time we have pam pa pam pam pa pam pam pa pa. Every time, because it's very delicate with the with the balance with stage. Can I just ask you? Yes. Is it always diminuendo and then crescendo to the end of that yes. phrase? Always. Yes. Always. Would you try it? Can yes. Okay. Let's just try once. Forty-seven just strings. Forty-seven just strings. I think that everybody feel that they should have more rehearsal, they should have one day more, two days more. That is normal. Um, that is uh, the feeling of every artist, to, to think uh, I should have something more to rehearse. And it's never, uh, it's never enough, you know. But I think they are ready. Just the accent on the first one. And the applause that we now hear welcomes back to the podium our conductor this evening, Francesco Cilufo, as we continue Act Two of La Tempesta. You're listening to Opera Night on RTE Lyric FM. We return with a rising Brindisi as Stefano and the drunken shipwrecked sailors sing their praises for the rum they've managed to secure from the ship. The sailors see Calibano approach with his quarry, an unconscious Miranda, and they lie in wait. <laughs> oh, 
Mandolin Concerto. Here we are. We're live in uh, Wexford. The magic and the music. It's uh, Marty in the morning. We're live in Wexford for the uh, Festival Opera. Good afternoon. Box office on speaking. Marty has started. Hi, Vicky. Okay. Oh, collect tickets. Yeah. And tickets for a couple of hours. So starting tonight? Starting tonight. All three of them dress rehearsals, yeah. That's where the genuine fan from Wexford goes. And they're the biggest critics of all. And if they declare them a success, they will be a success. We are the barometer. Always have been, since Dr. Tom Welch's say. He got up on the, the, the one of the Thursdays and they called us yellow bellies. Oh yeah, there's one of them there with, with, with a commentator throughout it. Yeah, the second one, not certain. Uh, Lala, Lala Rook. Yeah, there's uh, a big Irish input into that one. <laughs> Lally Rook, he was tea he, emporium. He, <laughs> he, was, he, he was very good now. Opening weekend has arrived. La Tempesta will open the 71st Wexford Festival Opera in less than six hours. Whatever they arrive, they're not. In four minutes, we need to start. Outside a cafe on the main street in Wexford, Artistic director Rosetta Kuki is pacing. <laughs> a flash mob of opera singers are due to perform for passers-by at any moment. We are running against the time. This is a kind of nightmare, the first day. The people that has to be here are doing another dress rehearsal in the Jura Mines. So, and we are here, ready to go, but they are not here, so. Gerard! Oh, hey. Two o'clock, oh, yeah. we start. It's yeah, but you have to change. Costume is already up. Yeah, perfect. Ready to go? Yeah. 
Wexford is a place also for the spirit that is in Wexford. And the spirit of Wexford is something uh, really unique. Artists arrive here, they walk on the main street, and the people stop you and say, how is it going? So you feel really welcome which is not very often happened uh, around the world. No, you arrive, you do your stuff, uh, you say goodbye and you go home. Here, you arrive, you start to grow a relationship with the town, with the people here in the theater, with everybody. That will last long. The, the three operas are absolute gems this year. All three of them. There's not normally there's a good one, a bad one, the middling one, you know. But this year they're all gems, and the chorus work in all three of them. Wexford love the choruses. The choruses are fantastic. I wouldn't be as knowledgeable as as uh, <laughs> my Irish wife. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't make it, make, make out any other ways. I was going to. But I enjoyed them immensely. I I, I just sat for. More hours to look at them, they were great, powerful. He wouldn't come with us. He's a cultural wasteland. <laughs> he will talk. No comment. <laughs> oh, oh. Let's go upstairs. They will be all in the makeup room, for sure. I think opening night is always the same everywhere. I mean, there's always that tension in a way. But in Wexford, I think on one side you would have more pressure because it's thanks to you that this opera may have a future. At the same time, though, there's less pressure for us as a performer because there's such an incredible family feeling in Wexford. The fact that we are all here because we care deeply about making music and making a difference. So in a way, although artistically the challenge is higher, each one of us is, is really put in the best condition to give, you know, the, the best. Jade! Toy, toy, toy! I'm so excited. Thank you. Have a fab time. Hello! Hey! Hey, Guys, toy, toy, toy. Thank you. It will be fantastic. Yes. Sure. Good evening, members of the La Tempesta Company. You are very welcome to the National Opera House here in Waxford. This is your half hour call. You have 30 minutes. Yes. Feel is, of course, excitement. Excitement for try what you have done with an audience. Excitement because you are so tired after two. <laughs> you know, seven weeks of think that uh, you are so happy to release this to somebody else. Hi. I'm good. I'm fine. Okay, good. I'm happy. I would like to sing. <laughs> Start earlier? Yes, now come on. Go. <laughs> On the upper circle, on the second floor, okay? Let's go around the other side. Enjoy the show. I sometimes joke when, when I, you know, just before getting in the pit and start a performance, 
And sometimes I have this out-of-body experience, thinking, here I am, you know, I'm walking in a room full of 2,000 strangers, and I'm conducting, you know, a hundred people without saying a word, and uh, we are just... This crazy magic thing is happening that has no real kind of, if you think about meaning, because it's all about sounds, it's all about energy, but it's there. And everyone in that moment is on the same, is on the same pages, is sharing that special moment. So I just think that, that for me is the definition of magic. As the third and final act of La Tempesta draws to a close and the company ready to set sail for Italy, Miranda happily promises that every trouble will be dispelled by nature and love. And as this company too, ready to set sail to another stage, another opera house, their particular brand of alchemy lingers in the winter air. Darkness is dispelled. Every trouble is indeed soothed by their powerful magic. <laughs> 